Hey everybody, and welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast, where we discuss methods, strategies, and tactics to protect and compound your wealth. I'm your host, Matt Fabian, and I'm here to help you create your own wealth effect. Welcome to the Wealth Effect. This is Matt Fabian. The federal debt limit is once again in the news as the country rapidly approaches a critical deadline on June 1st. Investors are understandably nervous about Washington failing to reach an agreement, a possibility that both sides agree would be a self-inflicted catastrophe. While it's unclear how this will play out in the coming weeks, the fortunate news is that financial markets are mostly taking these events in stride. So how can investors maintain the right perspective around this political and fiscal uncertainty? First, it's essential to understand what the debt limit is and what it is not. Simply put, the federal government borrows money to pay its bills by issuing treasury securities. This is necessary because the federal government operates with a deficit whereby spending on defense, social security, uh, emergency, pandemic stimulus, and uh, more exceeds government revenues, which consists primarily of tax revenues. While tax revenues increase as the economy grows, even without raising tax rates, they have been outpaced by spending over time. This borrowing adds to the national debt, which hit the $31.4 trillion ceiling in January. Since then, the Treasury Department has employed extraordinary measures to ensure the country does not default on its obligations. Posted in the show notes shows the federal budget deficit to GDP going back to the 1930s. In 2022, the federal budget deficit was 5% of GDP, uh, and in 2020, it was 15% of GDP as the economy was uh, in recession and there was a large amount of fiscal spending to keep the economy afloat. The debt ceiling is a mechanism that requires Congress to approve additional borrowing above these levels. So this discussion needs to be clarified because the debt ceiling is not about government spending per se. The spending has already been authorized through the national uh, normal budget process, which happens every single year. The only real question around the debt ceiling is whether the government can and should pay its bills. This would be similar to signing the papers of a new car and then requesting an increase in your credit limit afterward. For most of us, the decision to buy something cannot be separated from whether we will pay it, regardless of how. Unfortunately, the congressional process for approving a budget by September 30th every year is separate from whether the Treasury can actually pay the bills through issuing new debt. The next chart posted in the show notes show the Treasury yield curve. Essentially, what yield are Treasury bills paying at different durations or different times? So in the show in the chart, you can see the two-year Treasury yield is currently 3.92%. The 10-year is 3.44%, and the 30-year is 3.76%. You draw a line through those dots, and that's what you get a yield curve. And near-term treasury rates have jumped in recent weeks because of the uncertainty around the debt ceiling. 
However, longer-term rates have remained steady in the three-and-a-half to three-and-three-quarters range. The large and ever-growing national debt is a controversial topic that impacts the economy and marks and markets in complex ways. At the moment, Democrats who control the White House and the Senate and Republicans who control the House of Representatives are at a standoff. On April 26, the House passed a debt limit bill by a narrow vote margin of 217 to 215. This would increase the debt limit through March 31st of 2024, or until the national debt increases by another $1.5 trillion. However, it also includes provisions such as discretionary spending limits, the repeal of renewable energy tax credits, increased work requirements for benefit programs, and others. This makes it politically fraught and unlikely to pass the Senate and become law. As usual, there is plenty of political grandstanding around this issue, with each side trying to gain the upper hand. Similar debt ceiling standoffs have occurred over the past decade, with the limit suspended and raised in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2021. According to the Congressional Research Service, the debt ceiling has been raised 102 times since World War II. Fortunately, despite the headlines and investor concerns, these episodes had little impact on markets. The U.S. has never defaulted on its debt, and nearly all economists and policymakers agree that doing so would lead to turmoil in the financial markets and increased borrowing costs for all. This risk is evident in the bond market with a sharp jump in those treasury rates with maturities around the debt ceiling uh, deadline and much lower rates after that. The one exception to markets staying relatively calm occurred in 2011 when a similar standoff led to Standard & Poor's, uh, the credit rating agency, to downgrade the U.S. debt. The stock market fell into correction territory, with the S&P 500 declining 19%. Ironically, the price of Treasury securities increased during the 2011 debt ceiling crisis. Even though these were the exact securities being downgraded, investors still believed that they were the safest in the world during heightened uncertainty. Congress eventually raised the debt ceiling and approved a new budget, with the crisis averted Markets bounced back. The next chart posted in the show notes show income tax rates going back to the 1920s and how individual income tax rates are still quite low by historical standards. For instance, the highest marginal federal tax rate today is 37%. But if you go back to the 1950s and 60s, the highest rate was 57%. So the debt ceiling aside, the national debt at today's level means that it has more than doubled over the past decade, and with very few exceptions, has grown nearly every year over the past century. While most believe the government should only spend what it generates in tax revenues, aside from the modern monetary theory clan, the unfortunate reality is that neither party has addressed the problem over the past decade. 
and the last balanced budgets occurred during the Clinton and Nixon administrations. So deficits are unlikely to go away. Given how heated the topic of government spending can be, investors need to distinguish between their political feelings and how they manage their portfolios. In other words, investors should focus on what they can control to differentiate between how things are from how they would like them to be. One factor beyond the market and economic effects is that the odds of higher tax rates may increase as the national debt worsens. Today, the highest income tax rates are slightly above their lows after the Reagan tax cuts, but still far below historical peaks. High earners in the mid-1940s paid rates as high as 94% on their marginal incomes. Even those in the lowest bracket would have paid 20% or more during the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, double today's rates. U.S. corporate tax rates were also among the highest in the world until the 2017 tax cuts. So while higher tax rates are not guaranteed, engaging in wealth planning that takes advantage of relatively low rates today can help to protect investors from future tax uncertainty. So what's the bottom line? The debt ceiling and federal debt must be resolved in the coming weeks. However, we've seen this debt ceiling movie many times over uh, across history. And as with many political issues, investors must learn to separate their political beliefs from their financial decisions that affect their hard-earned savings and investments. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Wealth Effect Podcast. Hope you're all doing well out there, and happy wealth generation. Investment advisory services are offered through Fabian Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. Nothing discussed during the show should be viewed as investment advice. Everything discussed is generic, non-specific, non-tailored information. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please reach out to us at info at fabianwm.com or call us at 925-322-2450.